Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Karen Kenny Show, episode 101. Oh my God, I'm so excited. First of all, it's a pretty big deal for me. Maybe not for you. It's a pretty big deal for me to have hit 100 episodes. First of all, I'm still alive on the planet, which is pretty fun. <laughs> Made it to 101, you guys. So just thank you so much for your love and your support. And if you can hear the sound of my voice right now, I appreciate you being a listener and being here and being a part of the Karen Kenny Show family. I'm just so excited to talk to you today about a little something, something. Today, here's what we're going to talk about. I got to adjust my chair. I got to get ready. I got to dial right in. So this is what we're going to talk about. Today's, today's uh, title, I think I'm going to call it, The World is a Classroom. The World is a Classroom. Let me talk about that a little bit. So in A Course in Miracles, and if you're somebody who um, watches the show rather than listens to the show, I'm going to hold it up right here. This sucker right here, A Course in Miracles combined volume. It's a book, right? But it's really a spiritual thought system. It's a teaching tool. Uh, I call it a, a life changer, a game changer, but I'm just holding up for those of you who want to see it. So in A Course in Miracles, we say uh, the world is a classroom. And we ask the question, is it a classroom or a prison? <laughs> uh, and today I am running with the world is a classroom for this story. So you know with me, there's always going to be a little spirituality, a little storytelling, a little of trying to extract the universal from the personal. Uh, and in some way, hopefully, um, be helpful, if not at the very least entertaining. And, and that's what I really hope is that these, these shows, these episodes will either educate or elevate or enlighten or, or at the very least entertain so you don't feel like you uh, wasted your time. <laughs> so let me just dive right in. And what I'm going to talk about, sorry, I got a little, my lips are so dry right now, you guys. Oh my God. Forced hot air in New Hampshire. Too much, too much winter in New Hampshire. And that's a whole other story for another day. All right. So here's what I want to want to dive into. So recently, if you were paying attention at all to the sounds that come out of my mouth, <laughs> I was talking about a recent launch of the nest and the nest is my spiritual membership and community. And um, so entrepreneurs, you might be really interested in this episode, but even those of you who aren't, there, there is a, a definitely a spiritual and personal component to this. So just like, stay with me. Okay. So if you were listening to my episodes over the last, however many, the last month or so, you would hear me occasionally mention that I was opening up the doors to the nest, my spiritual membership. Now, here's the thing about this sucker. I only really open up the doors twice a year. 
And so when I do, and, and it's new, right? I've only had the membership for, this is like the seventh month. So it's fairly new in my world. So I'm learning as I go, trying to create an incredible community. And it is, it's just amazing. I really, uh, it's not about patting me on the back, but the, the connection in the community that has happened within this group of people, it is so beautiful. And it is such a happy honor for me and a humbling honor for me to, um, to, you know, lead it, be a part of it, to like have created it, right? The nest, but here's the deal. Um, so I only open up this thing twice a year. So this is where the story kicks off. Okay. That, um, when you are somebody who is in business for themselves, like just imagine, just imagine if there was a supermarket or a store or somebody selling something and they never told you that they existed. So you didn't even know that the store was open. You didn't know what they sold. You don't know what their services are. You don't know what their hours are, right? It would be insane. It would be totally stupid. So those of us who work for ourselves, who are self-employed or entrepreneurs, you know, we have to let people know the shit that we're doing. We have to let them know about the things that we're creating and the things that we're offering because it is part of our service. Part of my service of doing the work that the divine calls me to do is to also then taking the step to let people know, hey, this thing exists. So imagine you had a problem, right? This isn't even the heartbeat of what I want to talk about today, but the, the spiritual team's coming in hot. So I'm just going to run with it for a second. So imagine if you had a problem that you needed help solving and you couldn't figure it out on your own. And somebody right down the street had the solution, but they never told you about it. Wouldn't you be annoyed? Wouldn't you be like, why the fuck did you not tell me that you had the solution to my problem? So this is the thing. If we offer services or if we do things that can help others to heal or to grow or to transform or to find the solution or whatever the thing is, support them on their journey, it is part of our duty to let people know about it. Okay, so this is kind of the beginning. So I'm going to start with this. So as a little kid, and for many, 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 many years, well, probably into my 30s, um, I was really, well, maybe not all the way into my 30s, but definitely dipping a toe into my 30s. I was afraid to make mistakes. I was so afraid to make mistakes. What happens when you're a person who's afraid to make mistakes, no matter how that conditioned happened. I have very specific reasons and stories as to why I was afraid to make mistakes as a child that have to do with, um, you know, having, you know, without, I always say like, um, you know, how do I say this without sounding like a dink? Uh, without being really mean. <laughs> so I, I had a stepfather who um, was not really kind in a lot of ways around things, right? So being, being called stupid, growing up with somebody who was wicked and patient, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to go into all the details because I, I always say I'm saving those stories for the book. Uh, and God bless them. God bless them, you know? But um, not so great when you're a kid trying to learn how to do things. If you're not allowed to make mistakes or you feel you've been shamed for making mistakes or, you know, um, so it's traumatizing, right? So for all of these different reasons, let, let's get to the point of it though. If you're somebody who's afraid to make mistakes, there's usually a core reason why, but how it starts to show up into your world, especially in relationship to how you relate to other people, right? And how you interact and connect with other people is you tend to number one, be um, a people pleaser. So you always try to be the thing that, um, that is what's going to probably make them happy. 
So you really relinquish and surrender a lot of parts of yourself. You also learn how to be a chameleon, which is you will adapt to your environment and you will become whoever you need to become in order to stay safe or whoever you think they want you to be or prefer you to be. And then the other thing that sometimes happens is you become a perfectionist, right? So for me, it, it, it showed up in, a, in all of these different formats. Um, so I became a peacemaker and a people pleaser, you know, start to slaying myself into whatever I thought um, my father would love uh, to get him to, to love me, uh, my stepfather, right? All these things. And I also did it with boyfriends and people, right? And I was able to totally shape shift and be a chameleon. And um, I actually still, I, I, don't, I, I don't think that's necessarily always a bad trait. I think being able to adapt to your environment, I had to adapt to my environment. That was just one of the ways I had to survive. But the perfectionist part, the OCD-ish part, right? That was me in a lot of ways trying to regulate my nervous system, I think. But it, it also is what I was trying to control. I was trying to control my external world because my internal world and my life felt so out of control right? And don't worry, I, I will come back and connect all of this to the world as a classroom. Okay. So here's the deal. So just, I wanted you to have this background. Here I am as a person who, when I was younger, was always afraid to make mistakes. I have now given myself permission as an adult, as somebody who's now in her fifties, who's a spiritual mentor, who's done a lot of work on herself. Um, I now allow myself to have some freedom Right. And so in A Course in Miracles, we also kind of talk about how relationships, how we're relating to each other in the world around us. It's a great experiment. And I think about this. I'm like, why do we do experiments to learn and see outcomes? Why do we uh, have classrooms? What, what's the purpose of a classroom to learn? So when I really started to get that, right, that I didn't have to be perfect, that I could make mistakes and that I was lovable still, that um, the world was designed for me to experiment and to learn and to uh, grow, right, and all these things. And I was like, oh my God, it's so much more fun. There's way more what I call hashtag F3, F3, fun, flow, and freedom, <laughs> right? I call it the way of the feather. And so I'm like, oh my God, this is so much more fun. Okay, so here I am returning to going back to the nest. The nest is now opening, right? And it's only opening for eight days. It's like a one week window of opportunity for me to invite people into my world, to invite people into this experience, into being in the nest of spiritual community, a safe place where you can work on yourself, you can get the tools you need to improve the most important relationships within your, in your life. You can like, you know, get closer to yourself, source and spirit, have a deeper connection community, blah, 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 all the stuff, right? And so I'm pretty jazzed about it because this is something that spiritual team brought to my heart in a way to serve others. And so it is part of my dharma. It's part of my duty to let people know that this thing exists. And I'm a writer, so I love to use my words. I don't want to do some big elaborate flow, like funnel. I'm always about being in the flow. And, and writing for me and writing emails for me is part of being in the flow. What I don't want to do is a thousand videos and a thousand, like a challenge and a quiz and a and a funnel hack and get them in this and do this. And I'm not saying that maybe I won't explore some of those things someday. I don't know, but right now it's not that interesting to me. So I'm like, okay, I want to do a pretty low key, low stress launch, right? I want to be able to invite people into the world. And I'm like, how can I do this? And I said, well, how are you most effective? And I'm like, okay, usually when I'm talking to people and when I'm talking using my verbal, verbose voice words, like speaking out loud and also when I'm writing. And so I'm like, all right, so I'm going to do like a Facebook live. I'll do a little video 
Um, I'll, I'll mention it on the podcast because I do that anyways, and I'll send out some emails. So I reach out to one of my Smarty Pants friends um, who is also in the nest and who's a marketing, uh, you know, she's a super Smarty Pants marketer. Uh, her name is Jody Gallant. Um, I was just on her podcast. If you didn't listen to that episode, um, I don't know, you just it, just Google uh, Jody Gallant, um, G-A-L-L-A-N-T, I think, and her podca- podcast is called To The Point. And just look from the episode that I was just on. It's really good. That does sound in vain. It's not, it's not so good because I'm on it, but we had a great conversation. Let me say it that way. Um, okay, so I reach out to her, uh, hire her to get some insight, right? So now I'm paying people to help me like figure out like, how do I do this thing? Because um, the last time I opened up the nest, I just sent literally, I'm not even kidding. I sent like two or three emails. I was like, hey guys, doing this thing, <laughs> right? Because I'm pretty low key about things. That's how it is. And here's one of the things I, I, I know I need to do. Part of this year is about growing and stretching myself uh, in a business way in terms of like doing things that maybe make me a little uncomfortable. And that's exactly what happened, right? So I go and I ask my friend, um, her and her little team, like, hey, how do you think we should do this? And this is the plan. They say to me, you're going to send like between eight and 11 emails this week for the nest. And I go, wait, what? <laughs> I go, what the fuck are you talking about? eight to 11 emails, like, and immediately my brain starts to explode, right? Like I, it's like, it starts to literally like melt. And here's one of the reasons why. So not only was I a kid who didn't like making mistakes, one of the other things that happens when you're a kid, oh, especially if you're in environments where your needs kind of don't matter. Meaning that like shit and stuff is happening in your life and it's going to go down one way or the other. There's nothing you can do to stop it. doesn't matter if you want it, like it, care for it, want it to be this way. Right. And that there was a lot of that in my childhood. I had to suck it up and stuff it down. Me and a bunch of other people. I'm not saying this like I'm special. I'm just trying to put things in context. And I was just like, oh my God, so I learned at a kind of a young age that what I wanted, what mattered to me, what I needed really didn't fucking matter. And um, so when you start to have a need or a preference or a like, or you want something a certain way, or you need a hug or you need whatever it is, you immediately start to feel too needy. You feel like you're too much because you haven't been taught that it's actually normal to have needs and desires. It's actually normal to want things, right? And so when you start to have a preference or a want or a need, you immediately feel like, oh my God, either this isn't gonna, nobody's really gonna respond to this need anyways. This is how trauma happens, right? When we're little, 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 little kids and you reach out, you reach out for soothing, whether it's through lifting your arms in the air or crying, like somebody come and help me or feed me or clean me or pay attention to me. And people don't come. And it doesn't matter that you're sad or scared or crying or whatever, right? So our nervous systems get regulated in a very particular way. They get the synapses gets wired in a very particular way in trauma. So um, when you start to feel like, okay, I'm now going to do this thing, right? So this is me. This is my experience that I start having. I'm sending how many fucking emails? Now, I was a kid who um, didn't like to ask for help, wanted to do everything on my own. And part of that was because I didn't want to bother people, right? I didn't want to seem like I was too much. I was too needy. I was too anything, right? 
And so here I am now, and I have these quote unquote experts telling me you're now going to send eight to 11 emails. And I'm like, oh my God, right? You can tell if you're watching me right now, like I, I'm grabbing my ears and pulling on my earlobes because I'm like, oh my God, like stretching out the top of my sweatshirt, like, oh God. So I'm doing what now? How many? I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I don't want to bother people. And so my, I was like eight to 11 emails, Jesus Christ on a crack. I'm like, what is happening right now? But then my very, very smart friends. And I know this, here's the thing. I was an advertising major, right? I was a communications major in college. And I had like these minors in like advertising and also in English, right? So uh, words were my thing. I understand how advertising and marketing works. I understand human psychology. I know that somebody, I, I literally know that somebody needs to see or hear something literally about eight times before it starts to really register, before they'll actually take action and do anything. And even though I know this, I still am like, oh God, I don't wanna send that many, right? But I do. I'm like, okay, remember, remember the world is a classroom. Your business is an experiment. This is how you connect with people. This is how you can let them know. What if there's somebody out there who doesn't know about this? And what if their life is busy so they don't get the first two to three emails? So like, I kind of like go like, okay, I make enough sense to myself that I talk myself into it. I buy into the plan and I'm like, here we go. And so we get the, we get the eight to 11 emails written and I'm going to send them out. And that's a whole other story for another day because in sending some of those out and like, I think it was the very first day right? My team, uh, my, my little tech team and the stuff like we're doing stuff on the back end. And it was the first time too. here was another part of the experiment. It was the first time that I had ever like really pre-written the emails, right? We'd pre-written the emails. We're getting them scheduled into the back end in Simplero, this thing that I use for my, for my delivery of my broadcasts and my emails. And we hit the wrong button and an email goes out when it shouldn't have gone out. And I'm like, and I just immediately, so the very first moment, it's like, <gasps> like, you're just like, oh, right. Like, uh, cause here it is. I made a mistake. Well, I, that first one wasn't me. <laughs> the second one was me. The first one wasn't me. So of course the person who did it felt terrible. And I'm just like, look, it's okay. And I immediately write, I just immediately drop in. I ask my spiritual team, right? Have me go where you would have me go. Have me do what you would have me do. Have me say what you would have me say and to whom. And I already know to whom I was going to be communicating with, but I just said, you know, give me the words. And I sat down and I immediately sent something out. And I just said like, hey, you know, we made a mistake. I'm so sorry. Uh, the, 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 you know, the launch is still happening and open, blah, 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 blah. It was really great. And it was a really um, powerful opportunity for me to be honest and vulnerable and to show people a, a sneak peek behind the scenes of how things happens and that you can make a mistake and it's okay. You're human and you're still lovable, right? So, um, so here's the thing. So we set the whole thing up and throughout the week, these emails are going out and I'm already like, Okay, let's just see how they're landing. And I haven't even checked. Honestly, I have not even checked the stats yet. You know, a lot of people are into their analytics and tracking those things and looking at those things. Uh, and I'm really into like doing the thing and then serving the people that said yes and signed up. So I haven't even looked at the open rates. I have no idea how many people open them. Here's what I do know. <laughs> now we're getting to the hot beat of the story. Here's what I do know. I got some feedback from people. 
Now, I got feedback from a lot of people who actually wrote to me and said, thank you. Remember how I told you I made that mistake in one of the, well, I didn't make the first one. Somebody else did, but somebody on my team, but you know how I said like, oh, that I had to write this email now explaining like what the fuck is going on over here, right? We hit the wrong button. The thing went out. I got so many responses to that. A bunch of people who wrote to me and said, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you so much for showing us your humanity. Thank you for showing us that, you know, you make mistakes too and da, 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 da. And it was beautiful. And it was a great opportunity for connection. So those emails were really wonderful. But I also got two other emails. Okay. And let's just dive into this because um, this, is, this is a really, really important thing. So first of all, I got one email from a person who basically said that they wanted to unsubscribe from, they, they, loved, they loved me, they loved getting my emails, um, but they just wanted to unsubscribe from, from the, the list of, um, for this launch, for hearing about the nest, because economically, like they could not afford it. They're never going to be able to afford it. Made them feel shitty knowing about the economic disparities that exist and, and all this stuff. And so, you know, immediately it's so interesting. So anybody who's ever had a business and ever had to price anything, I shouldn't say anybody, most people who's ever had a business and has ever had to price something, trying to put a value, like a number on your life's work or your craft or your artistry, or your 52 years of like being alive on the planet and what you've learned and like trying to value, quote unquote, value things, place value on things and costs on things is such a bizarre process. And you know, you just know going into it, there are going to be people who are going to think you're pricing it too low. There are going to be people who think, oh my God, I'm getting a total fucking deal off of this because they have a ton of money and they're like, I can totally, they're going to be people who can totally afford it. They're going to be people who um, they're like, yeah, I can meet this because I've saved and blah, 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 blah. They're going to be people who it's going to be a stretch for them to do it. And then there's definitely going to be people no matter what the price. I've had people write to me and say, I can't afford a $29 thing or whatever. It's why I often have scholarships. It's why I have the fearless flow fairy, right? It's like things that I don't normally announce or because I don't want, I don't need the pat on the head or the pat on the back. Although a friend of mine said, you should let more people know that you do this, you know, when you, when you, when you, you know, that you often offer these things, blah, blah, blah. It's, that's another story for another day. Um, but so I get this email and I immediately go like, oh, because it's really painful, especially as a blue collar kid, right? As a kid who grew up without having a lot of money, as a kid who had to stretch and struggle, um, who had periods of time where I had a little bit of money um, because from my mother's life insurance policy, um, you know, because she was killed. And then, but I used that towards college, ran out of that money. Again, another story for another day. But it pains me when somebody I know could use, could use something that I'm offering, uh, but, they, but they, in their mind, right, they can't afford it. But it's also why I offer other little things cheaper. I offer other ways to work with me that are cheaper. I also offer this podcast for free. This podcast is a labor of love. In fact, this podcast costs me money to do, right? Costs me a lot of money to do uh, each week. And so this is one of my offerings from my hat. It's one of the ways that I can serve for people who maybe can't afford to work with me. Um, and, you know, they don't, whatever economic disparity. So that first one was like, Oh God, that one, that one hurt. That felt a little painful. Um, and I also am like, what's interesting though, it's like this. So, you know, there's this old, there's this 
you know what? No, I'm not even going to go there. I'm just, <laughs> I'm going to stay on track because that's a whole other tangent. But I will say this, you know, I realized I was a kid. So if you listen to last week's episode, the four finger mug, I talk about how I am willing to give up certain things. I will prioritize my spending. So I will give up certain things and I don't see it as a sacrifice. I see it as a choice so that I can do the other thing that I really want to do, or I can buy the other thing that I really want to buy. So I try to be wicked intentional with my time and my money. This is not a commentary on the person who sent me the thing. I'm just offering it up there that there have been times in my life when I was broke and I took a shot on myself. I made an investment in myself and I found a way to make it work. I'm not saying that that is possible for everybody all the time. I do understand there is true economic disparity in this country. I'm not spiritually bypassing that or whitewashing it or any of that stuff. I'm just saying through my own experience, which is the only thing I can really talk about with any sort of true knowledge. uh, And that obviously maybe sometimes of my friends or family, which I don't like to speak for other people. So I already knew like, oh, okay, that would, that one kind of hurt. Then I get a second email and it's at the very end of the launch. And this one I thought was so fascinating that they waited to the very end of the launch to like, to send this to me. So another person sent me an email telling me that they were leaving my list. Uh, They were unsubscribing because they felt like the launch of the nest had gotten too aggressive. Okay. So I just want to walk you through what happens in my body when I read this thing. So uh, the first thing that happens is Vicky with two Ks, who is always, right? So the ego, and of Course in Miracles, we say the ego always speaks first, loudest, and it's usually always wrong. (laughs) So a couple of things that would normally happen when somebody writes something critical or comes at me in that way or says something that I know is going to be unpleasant for my nervous system to write, to have to kind of calibrate in here. So, so I used to like leave my body and I'm going to circle back to that one in a minute. I would literally like boop, like, like boop, energetically gone, leave my body. But the main thing I used to do is put up my dukes and be like, fuck you. Nobody's fucking, you want to leave, leave. Nobody's stopping you. Like, I'm not here to make you, like, right? There's all this defensiveness would used to come up. And I try to follow my own advice, which is try to move through the world with nothing to attack, defend, or prove. So when I read that email, I interestingly note two things, which I'm really proud of. Number one, I don't feel defensive about it. I'm really clear that this is their opinion, their choice, their experience. They feel the need to share it with me, but it's theirs. Okay. So number one, I'm really proud of myself that I don't start going, ah, fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? Having a whole, whole, whole scenario with Vicky. <laughs> number two, I realize that I don't leave my body because the days of me abandoning myself are done. I don't check out more deeply now than ever. I check in and I get really curious about like what's happening right now. So you just heard this opinion, this preference, right? And, but, but the words being too aggressive. Now, immediately, here's what I do feel and what I do notice. And I notice it because I don't put my dukes up and get defensive and I don't leave. I stay and I say, stay with me. I talk to myself and I'm like, stay with me. Stay here. 
because I'm not going to abandon you. You're safe. Like stay here and, and let's like, let's like be with this. But what I do notice, and I'm a person who doesn't get easily embarrassed. Like I do not blush. I'm not a kid that really blushes. I can probably think of maybe two or three times in my whole life where I've felt my face flush from shame or embarrassment. But what I do feel is here's a person telling me that by me sharing this thing that I love, me sharing this program that I've created out of love to, to help and want to serve others. Uh, one of the ways where I feel like I'm doing the work that God assigned me, right? The assignment is alignment. And I feel like, okay, I've been called to create this thing. I've been called to be a spiritual mentor and a writer and a speaker. And I, I'm called to communicate these spiritual principles in a way that hopefully are helpful to people. And I have somebody telling me I've been too aggressive and I immediately feel myself like heat up, like from the neck up, especially I just go and I feel this flush of heat go through my body. And I ask myself like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, that's shame. Like you, like you feel shamed right now. And it immediately dropped me right back into when I was a little kid. And I thought, okay, we're not, we're not going to run from this. We're going to sit with this. And I was able to process it. And I said to my sweetie, oh, I just got this email and this person said this. And he's really protective of me. So he had his own, you know, choice words or whatever. <laughs> but I sat there and I realized like, okay, this person can want this thing. And we're going to circle back to that in a minute, but I want to stay with this piece. And then it occurs to me like, oh yeah, this right here is exactly why people are afraid to put themselves out there. This is why singers are afraid to share their voice and writers are afraid to share their words and their voice and people who create things, whether they're programs or courses or who, who are creative or who are entrepreneurial, you know, they, they have this desire and this longing, but they stop, they don't do it. They don't put their love and their service and their programs and their offers out. I mean, a lot of people do, but a lot of people don't. And in fact, I'm gonna be a guest teacher I think by the time you hear it, it will be this week. I'm, I'm going to be a guest teacher in somebody else's program um, on creating courses and to talk to their people about how this very thing. So what a gift that my spiritual team gave me this opportunity um, as uh, really close and personal experience that I can talk about next week. So amen, spiritual team on the job. Thank you for that. But so many people are afraid to put themselves out there because they fear rejection abandonment, judgment, attack, and being critiqued. And it's exactly why, like I just did a writing workshop on Sunday that I led. It was like a six, six hour workshop. And one of the things I do is I create the safest container possible for people to find their voice, use their voice, and to, to, to write and tell the stories that they're destined to tell. It's so hot and so scary, especially in this world of social media where everybody's watching and everybody's got a fucking opinion and everybody's going to tell you what it is, right? And I realized, oh, this is why so many people are afraid to put this stuff out there. Um, so I am like, um, I, feel, I feel it. And then I realized like, okay. This person felt the need to let me know. They didn't just leave my list. They had to write to me and, and, and like, just like, they could have just unchecked the box. They could have just unsubscribed. And they just had to tell me, I don't like what you're doing and I don't like what you did. Now I could see if I was saying something really offensive, 
right? That's one thing. I could see if I was doing or saying something really uncool or offensive. <laughs> but the fact that I was just sharing something and they waited to like the second last email and like the second last email was simply saying, hey, the doors to this are closing. And I don't want you to miss out because there won't be any secret squirrel back, you know, backdoor deals, even if you're a friend of mine. And I say this for exactly this reason. Are you listening? Listen up, attune your ears to what I'm about to say. Because I know that there was somebody sitting on the fence and they were dragging their feet and they weren't making the commitment and they felt the longing in their heart, but they didn't do it. So even though I had sent like nine emails, 10 emails, I'm like, I've got to send this last one, just that final little reminder. Because you know what happened, people? The very next day, did I or did I not? hear from three people asking me, I think I missed the cutoff. Is there any way I can still get in? And I, it pains me. It physically pains me. Like my chest gets tight and my face crunches up. If you're watching me right now, you can see me doing it. Cause I'm like, oh my God, they missed the date. And I keep my word. When I say the doors are closing, the doors are closing. And I'm like, now they're going to have to wait months, months to get in. So that's what that last, that last little email or second last email or whatever it was, it was a love note to the part of them that wanted to take action and wanted to do it, but they were scared. So I send this thing out and to be told that I was being aggressive, I was like, oh. And then I remembered something that my pal, Laura Belgray, Laura Belgray of Talking Shrimp, if you don't know who she is, she's a genius writer and copywriter and she's funny as shit. And she did this post one day talking about flounces people who flounce, F-L-O-U-N-C-E, flounce. And she calls it flouncing. And she talks about how people feel the need when you do a post where they need to shout out to everybody in the room, unsubscribed, unfollowing, leaving, like whatever, right? And she's just like, what's up with that? So it's been kind of like this funny joke um, between me and a couple of friends. And, um, and here's one of the things. If you're a member of Clubhouse, so Clubhouse is like this new app. I, 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 the jury is still out on Clubhouse for me. I have a lot of different thoughts about it. Maybe that'll be a whole other podcast another day. Um, but there's this, well, here's one thing positive I will say about Clubhouse that made me crack up when I saw it and I thought it was pretty cool. There's a little, um, if you join a room, so just think about Clubhouse is kind of like live podcasts where a bunch of people are in a room and they're talking and there's only one person talking at a time, but you know, everybody's kind of in the room and they're listening to kind of this verbal exchange, right? It's audio. It's interesting. But if you join a room and you've been listening, there's a little button right at the bottom that says leave room or quietly leave the room. And I thought, oh my God, isn't that so lovely? Isn't that so nice? You can just click that little button and quietly leave the room. No flouncing, no announcing, no making a big deal about it. You just quietly leave the email list. You can just quietly unsubscribe. You can just quietly go. Now look, I get it. It's America, First Amendment, free speech, and everything. Here's what's happened, one of the things about social media. What social media makes everybody feel like is not only that they have an opinion, but that, that their opinion is important and everybody else needs to hear it. I can't tell you how many times I've unsubscribed from somebody else's list because I've changed 
or maybe their content changed, or maybe I don't have the time anymore, or maybe they said something or did something. I said, yeah, it doesn't really resonate, but I don't feel the need to write to them to tell them. If you do, if you're a person that, again, I can understand if somebody says something racist, sexist, misogynist, hateful, mean, cruel, you need to call them on their shit. Like I get it, but this wasn't that. And I was really proud of myself, again, for not leaving my body, for letting myself feel it, for feeling the thing that came up, for recognizing it for what it was, and then realizing, oh, this isn't mine. I don't have to feel ashamed or bad about sending eight to 11 emails to try and promote something when I know that the human mind needs at least eight times seeing something to even kind of clock it and engage it. And this is something that I'm doing out of love. So I wanted to share all of this because. You know, it takes a lot of vulnerability and courage to try new things. It takes a lot of vulnerability and courage to try new things, especially when you're a recovering people pleaser, especially when you're a recovering perfectionist, especially when you're a recovering chameleon or somebody who is afraid to be too much. If you're somebody who's afraid to make mistakes, if you can remember that the world is a classroom if you can remember that this is all one big human experiment, we are spiritual beings having a human experience and we're trying to navigate it in the least clumsy way possible. And here's the truth. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to screw it up. We're going to be clumsy. But this is what forgiveness is for. This is the whole heartbeat of A Course in Miracles is forgiveness. It's not about quote unquote miracles or love or all. It's, it's the peace of God through forgiveness. <laughs> it's in pardoning that we are pardoned, right? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, right? So here's the thing. I just want to, anybody who's listening, who's thinking about trying something new, who has always been afraid, who's afraid to get judged or rejected or um, shamed or um, what's the other word? Abandoned, like all these things that are going to come up in this human experience, especially if you're trying to do it in a public way. You know, do you know how much it really does? People don't, it takes a lot of balls on a certain level, a little chutzpah to start a podcast and to put yourself out there each week and to say, this is what I'm thinking about. This is what I believe. Today, I always say, like, I reserve the right to change my mind and to grow and to maybe outgrow some of my current opinions or beliefs or like whatever, right? But this thing is in perpetuity. This thing is going to be sitting out there like three months from now and I'll think like, oh yeah, do I still think that or believe that? But in the moment, this is how I'm connecting with you. I'm sharing what's on my mind and in my heart and sharing my experiences and doing a little storytelling so that hopefully you can see the spiritual thread that runs through it, that it might someday somehow be helpful for you or make you have an aha moment or have something just land in your heart where you feel seen and you feel heard and you feel like you're not alone. You feel like you belong. So when you're putting yourself out there, you're risking making a mistake. You're risking pissing somebody off and you're risking being rejected. It's just the way that it, that it, that it goes. When you're brave enough to say, hey, I'm going to share something that I care about. Like, I love this. I care about this. I take a stand for this. I believe in this. Not everybody is going to get on board. Not everybody is going to like it. And some of those people are going to let you know. Your prices are too expensive. 
you shouldn't do it this way. You should do it that way. That's too aggressive. That's not, it's going to be like the, the three, the three gold, the Goldilocks, right? The three bears. It's too soft. It's too hot. Or for some people, it's just right. It's too hot. It's too cold. For some people, it's just right. And I do this for the fucking people where it's just right. For the people who resonate with my message, who are in line with my ministry and my mission, who want to do this work, right? So the nest welcomed in 21 new amazing people. And I'm so psyched because three of them were dudes. Three of them were men. And I'm like, yes, I have four dudes in the nest now. I have four guys. And I love that men are wanting to do this work. They want to do this work to connect and to communicate and to be vulnerable and to go deep into their spirituality so they can show up as better partners and lovers and, and husbands and fathers and employees and bosses and entrepreneurs and artists and musicians and creatives and all the things that they do. It just, it just makes me so happy. And you know what? It wouldn't be possible. The nest would not be possible if I didn't find the inner strength to say, I'm going to put this out there and I know that some people are going to come for me and I know some people are going to have opinions and they're going to say some shit, but you know what? It's totally going to be outweighed by all the people that say yes and all the people that even say, not now, KK, but I plan to in the future. I'm going to save my money because I really want to do this or Thank you so much for offering this. I can't join right now. It's not possible, but I love that you're doing it. The world needs it. You know what I'm saying, people? I, want, I hope you're feeling me. So this isn't me giving you permission to do the thing. I just want to celebrate you when you're courageous enough to do the thing. When you recognize that this world is a big classroom and what do we do in classrooms? We learn. Did I learn some stuff from sending eight to 11 emails? Absolutely. Did I learn about my preferences for how I set it up on the back end and how I do everything? Absolutely. Did I make a few mistakes? Absolutely. But you know what? I'm sitting here on the other side of it and I'm so thrilled about the people that joined the nest. I am so excited to serve these people. And I couldn't have done it unless I was willing. I was willing to put it out there. Because I don't want to have the experience of this world, like A Course in Miracles asks that question, is it a classroom or is it a prison? And I don't want to be imprisoned by my fears. I don't want to be imprisoned by my ego. I don't want to be imprisoned by what other people may or may not say or do or whatever. I answered a one boss, God, I've gotten my assignment. I'm doing it, like it or leave it. It's up to you. So I just wanted to share this with you guys. And, and I, I, I kind of also, let's, let's end it on this note. I kind of offer things up like this, right? There are going to be people who are going to be for you. There are going to be people who are against you. There's nothing you can really do about it. My job isn't to, I always say to my clients, because there will come times, right? When I'm working with somebody or working in a group coaching environment or a one-to-one -one environment where I might say or do something that they're going to, it's going to be, it's not going to be that soothing. And they may not like it. And I'll say to them, I expect this. I expect you to get frustrated sometimes. I expect you maybe not to like me sometimes. But my job is not to please you. My job is to serve you. And you're not going to be for everybody. You are not going to land or resonate for everybody. And not everybody's going to like you. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go back, go back and listen to the willingness to be unpopular. I am willing to be unpopular. I am willing to give some spiritual wedgies. 
But here's the four, here's what I what I do. I call it GB squared. GB2. GB squared. Goodbye and God bless. That's how I feel. If somebody's like, hey, this isn't for me anymore. I don't want to be on your list. I don't want to be in your community. I don't want to listen to this podcast. I, I always say, oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for like in my mind, I don't actually say it to them because they're gone. But in my hat, in my mind, I just say thank you. I have gratitude for them, for the time, the energy, whatever the exchange was. Hopefully we both grew and, and, and uh, learned from each other. That's why I have gratitude. And then I say in my mind, goodbye and God bless. You know, Vicky sees it like hears it like in her own way. Vicky would be saying, hey, don't let the fucking door hit you in the ass on the way out. Right. Like that. But I don't do I, I don't feel defensive about it. There have been people I loved and I've left their, their email list. I didn't have to like send them a memo about it, but sometimes it's just life or busyness or whatever. So goodbye and God bless. So here's the invitation, you guys. If there's something that you've been wanting to do, something that you've been wanting to put out there, something that you feel called in your heart, like called, not just, oh, I had an idea of how to make money, but like truly called, you have been mandated to do this thing. Just go into it knowing that it's all a big experiment that it is all a classroom. And your job is simply to just try and show up with the most love that you can muster, right? And just kind of be in the experience. It's okay to make mistakes that are gonna happen and you're still lovable if you make them. You can make mistakes and still be lovable. And I love you and I feel you and I see you and I celebrate you. And thank you so much, you guys, for being here. You guys, if you get this podcast, if you find it somehow, but you're not on my email list yet, you can get this sucker delivered right into your inbox every Thursday morning. If you just go and get on my list, karenkenny.com slash sign up, <laughs> it'll be delivered right to you. Um, I just appreciate you all so much. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying the show. Um, one other thing you could do for me, if you haven't already, if you're a fan of the show, if you love listening to it, if you find that you get anything from it that's helpful, go to, go to Apple Podcasts if you listen on Apple Podcasts and leave a rating, um, leave a review. Um, it helps others to find the show, to get a sense of what it's about, and to feel your enthusiasm and excitement for the content. And it helps me to spread the love. So I appreciate it. So you guys, wherever you go out there today, wherever you go, Know that you do not go alone, that your spiritual team walks with you. Uh, I am blasting you with, with a ton of love, and I hope you're staying safe. Wherever you go, may you leave the people, the place, the animals, the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. -E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review. Because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, 
please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.